0: Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or internet land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the West Central Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists Local Chapter 151, Wiley. How are you, sir?
1: I'm doing well, but you know, I, I might have to take an exception with your introduction of me, though. I, I don't feel as if I'm either a myth or a legend, you know? What are you talking about? Yeah, I, I don't think those either of those words apply well, to Well,
0: here's me. the thing. I understand how you don't think that you're the man, the myth, the legend. However, I would argue that you have done legendary things in the past and that there is a mythos, I think is the right word for that? A mythos? Or there's a myth, there's a myth surrounding you that others believe that is it really is just a myth. But it is somehow like uh, it is uh, exacerbated itself through the through the very small network of uh, libertarians around.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know about the legendary status, the mythical status. So you might be right because I did have a couple of people tell me recently that they didn't believe I actually existed. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So
0: maybe, maybe there is something to that. But uh, anyway, how you doing, brother? I'm doing all right. Well, yes? I mean, I'm doing okay. Yeah. No. But I will say this: last Saturday, I had the poker tournament that I right. was involved in, called King of the Hill. Right. And I ended up. So they had 12 people there total. Right. I ended up placing third. Oh. Gotcha. I should have won. Right. But I made one mistake. Well, what end was your one... mistake? All right. So so I was playing the game, right? And we end up being two tables, right? So in the beginning, I wasn't getting very good cards. There were some people that, you know, how sometimes in the beginning, like there's somebody that just is really running hot. Right. But that yeah. person ends up losing because they, you know. They were just playing really good cards. Well, they just, they just had really good cards. Right, right. And so I had kind of shitty cards to go for a little while. But I was, you know, I was playing some hands. And then all of a sudden, I started getting some decent cards. But then I started just, like, I caught some people. Like, we had the 5,000 chip. So I would just put in, and they thought I would be bluffing. So I just, like, you know, near the end, I'm like, all right, 5,000. Right. And I'm sitting on a bomb hand. And I do that. And then a couple people call me.
2: Right. Like, oh,
0: fuck, you guys are dead. Yeah. So And they would throw up their cards. Like, well, I got this. And I'm like, oh, no, king's full.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. You're done. Yeah.
0: And so we combined into one table and I took a bunch more people out. So I'm sitting on a, on a large amount of chips. Right. And it's me, Ray, my brother-in-law and one other guy. And so I, I have a six and I'm, but I'm big stack at the table. Right. And I'm trying to get this other guy out. I wasn't really worried about Ray, but I was trying to get the other guy out. So I'm like, oh, I'm all in Ray. Had a decent hand and right. called me, Oh okay. and then it was a race, and yeah. he won the race. And then after that, I, I was so few chips, I just went all in again and lost again. Yeah, so I was out. And then, but because it was winner take all,
1: like, you got to go for the win.
0: Right. Yeah, you're going for the win because you're yeah. trying to, you, you know, you want to do that. So, and but Ray was thinking the same thing.
1: Right. So and Ray won. Well, the Well, it sounds like you were out of position when you uh, made that play.
0: Yeah, I, I, I just shouldn't have done it. Yeah, like I just shouldn't have done it, and yeah. I
1: did it. But, but if if, I, if you're gonna if you're gonna go all in on an ace rag, you better be on the button. You know what I'm saying. You know who's who's already in and likely to call. Yeah. But when you're doing it, you know, up against a you know a potential someone you don't know whether they're going to call or not, then you gotta you know, yeah play so, that differently.
0: I, I just I just made one mistake and that mistake cost me dearly. So. Yeah. But Ray won, so that was cool that Ray won the thing. But um, oh that's it, good. Yeah. Yeah. Now the other thing is on the way to the poker tournament, mm-hmm. I was listening to last week's first hour sh- part of the show. Right. And it like I listen to the show every week only. Well, one, because I actually enjoy listening to the show, but also just to kind of see where we were at and like how the flow of the show was and to see if there's anything we can improve upon.
1: You know, I listen to the show every week, too, but I do it for a completely different reason, because by the time I walk out the door, I've totally forgotten about what we talked about. (laughs) And it's like, you know, by by Tuesday or Wednesday, it's all new to me again.
0: (laughs) It's like, hey, man,
1: these guys make a great point.
0: (laughs) But I listened to last week's show, at least the last part of it, and it really was a very dark show. Really? How yeah, so? It, it felt dark It only because like we were what just... What were we talking about? I, only, I don't even specifically remember. I, 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 I can't give you all the specifics behind it, but basically it was like, you know, we're all going to die and... Oh,
1: well, that's like me all the, the time. The world's
0: going to hell and, you know, all these fucking problems and... Well, you're sitting across from, like, Dr. Doom here. Well, you know? I understand that, but I just... I thought it was very funny that, like, I listened to the show and I'm I'm just the guy like, that
1: prays for the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Well, like, not, not the end of the world, but you know what I'm
0: saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was just... I listened to the show and I was just like, man... Because I was listening to it with Ray in the car, right? And it was just—we were on our way to a poker game, and it just wasn't a game, a show you should listen to on the way to a poker game.
1: So basically, you're you're blaming unattended baggage for you losing. No, no, not at all. No, no. because I did well. I did well. Put you in the wrong mindset. No, No. it didn't
0: put me in the wrong mindset. But you know,
1: fuck it. You know, we're we're all gonna die
0: anyway. I might as well go all in. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> kind of makes sense. Yeah. But, you know, the other part about it was is that I, like I, when I was listening to it, I just like with Ray in the car, I almost was like, oh, I'm kind of sorry that it was it, like I wish we had something cheery to talk about at the end. But it seemed like that the whole show was a build up to like that rant at the end right. where it was just like digging the hole, digging the hole, digging the hole, digging the hole, digging the hole and then. And this is why we're all going to die. <laughs> There's no
1: hope. Just give up now. <laughs>
0: yeah, basically. Like I felt hopeless at that point too. Right. A little bit. I'm like, man, fuck. Right. We really. Um, and I looked at Ram. Like, man, this a dark fucking episode, wasn't it? He's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's uh it's no wonder we have a couple dozen subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh,
1: we're not here to please you folks. <laughs> you know, if that's what you're if you're looking for actual entertainment, just look elsewhere.
0: Well, it know. can be entertaining though, it just depends it on true? what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. So but let's speaking of like let's just start down a dark road. So now now is a letter that has been shown that shows that the NIH was funding. Gang, of function, gang of, 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 function research. Yeah,
1: at the Wuhan lab. At the Wuhan lab. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, by uh, led by Echo Health, and uh, if you recall, uh, approximately four shows ago, we told you this exact story. Yes. And it's amazing that it actually took a month uh, for this to make any type of media, and even now, it's it's not really made the real media. It's just made the Federalist, which is a, a I would call that quasi media. Yeah. You know, well, actually, yeah, you know, they put out good stuff, but they're not recognized as part of the, you know, media. Well, they're definitely
0: not part of the mainstream. No, no. You know, they're so, not part of the uh, legacy media or whatever you want to call it. Right. And and the legacy media, for all intents and purposes, is just ignoring the story. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, so. they're just ignoring this. Sh- this yesterday, this should have been front page, th- front page, yeah. top story and funny thing is so I, I watch some other things I watch some other shows and one of the shows I watch is Rising That's on the hill it's a, the hill.com's uh, like podcast or whatever or not podcast but like show so I watch it and they had a Democrat strategist on and you can tell that this is really good because now their their line of thinking is we are in the middle of a pandemic and so we don't need to be talking about this oh, right, right now yeah there's way more important stuff to talk about than this right here
1: yeah that's uh, i think that's uh, step step two or step three of the uh the spin uh bible yes you know? yeah um just uh when you can't deny any further uh then deflect
0: yeah yeah you know? So this democrat strategist that was on the show was going down this road and I think in a weird way it almost shocked like the other people that are part of the show right that they were like well we really should be talking about this <laughs> right. but they try but the, the show itself is done like you don't have any yelling or screaming at one another right but if it could have gone badly I feel like it might it, it might have like it could have gone to insults at that point because right. that guy was like you know what the
1: what the fuck? Well, if you uh, if you didn't catch the show, I think it was from uh, September 25th, uh, titled "We Did It." Um, we detailed the whole thing because this evidence has been out for a while now. Yeah, uh, the the information was leaked, and the, the documents from the NIH were there. And uh, we told you that ECHO Health actually led the gain-of-function research, and ECHO Health was funded by uh, a whole bunch of different government organizations, including the NIH, including several major universities, including Johnson & Johnson, uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. You know, all your typical players that either have a, um, honestly, a global population agenda or a profit motive. uh, Pick one. Yeah, pick one. Um, And so it turns out, that uh, now it's it's finally starting to get exposed and and you know rand has been rand paul has been on this from day one yeah and like when, a fat kid on cheesecake when when the documents uh, came out uh, he uh, just posted this uh, a couple of days ago i told you so doesn't even begin to cover it here yeah you know and uh, i'd like to jump on that bandwagon too because you know hey we told you so yeah. but yeah uh, so a new letter out Wednesday I'm reading from the article now a new letter out Wednesday from the National Institutes of Health offers more evidence Anthony Fauci lied to Congress in repeatedly denying that the federal health agencies ever funded gain-of-function research and here's what he said back then Uh, this is what Fauci said the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research and he specific and this was uh, in testimony to Congress um, and specifically, he told uh, you know Rand Paul, Senator Paul, with all due respect, you are entirely and completely incorrect. And uh, yeah, here's the thing: the the NIH's own documentation shows that they did fund it. Yeah, you know, now they blame Echo Health for violating the terms and conditions of the you know uh, of the uh, the grant yeah uh, but come on that's that's complete and utter bullshit
0: are you still going to give them more grants
1: right exactly like yeah.
0: are you still going to give them more grants because if you are then you don't give a shit right right if there's no punishment for this well this is a this is a
1: cya going back to fine print after the fact mm-hmm. but the truth is is they knew it they were on board everybody knew it at the time that was the plan and that was you know the 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 general concept and whether they did it for nefarious reasons or for true research reasons i mean they're Their defense was always that they were um, making this virus transmit from bats to humans and making it more deadly in order to try and learn how to prevent it from happening naturally. Yes. You see what I'm saying? So they had to engineer a virus, at least this is their story. They had to engineer COVID-19 in order to figure out how to prevent COVID-19 should it mutate in the wild naturally. Which now it's it's become abundantly clear that it didn't. They actually created this virus and it got out. yeah, yeah, you know? or it was released. You never know. Um, but I, it, it's gotten to the point now where you can't even um, e- even like you said, the the democratic strategists now, you know, and I'm sure there's a whole bunch of other you know government uh, suits with talking heads uh, that are out there right now, they know they can't deny it anymore. So now they have to deflect. Yeah, it's like, oh, why are we talking about this? Mm-hmm. You know, does it really matter? You know,
0: we, we got to yeah. solve the problem. We can deal with this later. Exactly. Yeah, and what? that's what the guy was saying. Like, well, we can discuss this after the pandemic's over. No, no, yeah, no. That you're not going to talk about it after the pandemic's over. You're going to say, well, this is over. It's years ago. So exactly. what are we worried about? Yeah, and which is why, well, like, when you see people like that, like, I have a hard time. I have a hard time not going down the well you're just evil category right right like this isn't a difference of opinion it isn't anything like that you are seeing that government created this and in order to uh, advance your own agenda you're willing to overlook it in order to keep that agenda going or to keep that narrative going right you know what I mean? Because if you admit this, then you have to admit at the end of the day that the government was responsible for this. Right. People that you considered to be heroes and making documentaries about, like Fauci, like they they, they literally created, like they're, they're making a, like a, they're giving this guy a freaking God complex.
1: Yeah. They'll probably put statues of him up where they take all the Jefferson statues down.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, and that's another- so a whole
1: lot of blank spaces and parks now that all the Civil War monuments
0: are gone to. Yeah. Too. So you're going to put up yeah. Fauci and Michelle Rolinsky and, right. yeah. you know, all these other people. I like it. It, oh yeah God, we are in 19, i don't know what dystopian future we're in but it's in one of them and the media plays along
1: perfectly and here's another example how the media played along this week uh, of course uh, uh colin powell died of covid yes uh, according to the uh, news headlines well initially all the news headlines i saw said colin powell dies of covid Yeah, you know, that was the initial you know one and then uh, about a day went by and we we learned a whole bunch more about the situation that 84 uh, year old uh, Colin Powell, um, who is, if you recall, was uh, at the center of the uh, you know post eleven, the invasion of Iraq, uh, you know, saying they've got WMDs and all that. Yeah. Um, well, the the 84 year old had Parkinson's disease and multiple my myeloma, a cancer of the white blood cells in the bone marrow, which has a very low survivability rate uh, in people over 75. He was 84. Yeah. Okay. So. After all this came out, that he had, you know, basically he was on pretty much his deathbed anyway, um, they they did actually, and i got to give the media uh, credit for this, they did begin revising the headlines. So the new headlines read, instead of Colin Powell dies of COVID, they read Colin Powell dies of COVID complications. <laughs> you know, uh, how? how? How does anyone actually trust anything that they say anymore? You can't. I mean here's the thing that may be true but the the way they put it is so misleading you know what i'm saying yeah. uh so did he die of covid complications or did he die of the stage four cancer that he had or the parkinson's disease that he had yeah you know uh, both of which in people his age are you know pretty much fatal
0: well you remember in the beginning of this whole um Uh, coronavirus thing right what one of the things that you had said was what this does is if you were going to live for another two years right you're only going to live for another six months right like it's just shortening the time of people that are already pretty much on the way out
1: that's that's true in 90 i'm going to say 98 percent of the cases but there are some outliers there where you know, younger and healthier people have died from yes. COVID with no other comorbidities. Yeah, so that does happen, uh, just as it happens with a whole lot of other diseases. You know, young healthy people sometimes just die of pneumonia mm-hmm. out of the blue. Uh, so it does it does happen. So we can't say that specifically, but if you look at it statistically, it's it's you know. This has been a whole lot of very old people that have died from this, and well, very yeah, old people who probably didn't have a lot of time left to begin with.
0: Well, yeah, and because if you look at the average age or the amount of people that were over sixty-five that have died of this, right, it's the the vast, the vast majority. majority of it's, them. it's
1: like in the high eighties percent. Yeah. So, yeah. like,
0: what the? F- and actually,
1: I think it's in the high eighty percent for people over seventy-five even. Uh, it drops off quite a bit in the 65 to 75 range but yeah you know we know that by now we we know where we're at right now everybody and they know that right now yeah yeah um and i think people in generally have figured that out at this point Mm -hmm. you know so i think there's a lot less fear out there in general um and now it seems that people are much more concerned about actually the uh potential side effects and uh Uh, what do they call them, adverse reactions to the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And that now is contributing to the uh, labor shortages, the uh, supply chain issues we have, because, you know, basically you have uh, the government, Joe Biden's vaccine mandate, and corporations uh, deciding on their own to say, well, if you're not vaccinated, you can't work here. And it's having a a dramatic ripple effect throughout the entire economy at a time when (laughs) we can't the economy's broken badly right now Mm -hmm. and we're we're just you know piling on to that um you know you've got clashes intensifying uh between city officials and police all over the country over uh over the vaccine mandates and it's surprising that police are one of the biggest groups that are opposed to that Another one is medical workers, mm-hmm. you know. So it's basically <laughs> you have all these first responders um, who are refusing to get the vaccine, and they're being fired because of it. Yeah, you know, or they're they're you know being laid off, or they're having to you know uh, decide to quit. And in a lot of places, they're they're not even given any exemptions anymore. There were some initially exemptions for people. That, well, you have to get tested once a week, you know, then mm-hmm. you can still work here. Um, but uh, yeah, now it's it's gotten to the point where you know they they're just they're not so it's uh it's a real problem I, the chicago police union estimates more than 3000 officers are defying the city's vaccine reporting mandate yeah you know
0: another Th- on, on, on on go ahead 3000 right right like how many employee how many cops do they have in chicago to where they got three thousand of them saying no, we're not going to do it.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if they have tens of thousands of cops in Chicago. Oh, I'm sure they have a yeah. lot, but
0: still, three thousand is not nothing to shake a stick at. No,
1: it's not. It's it's very significant. Um, and you have uh, another study says nearly forty percent of California state workers are unvaccinated against COVID, uh, despite the you know the, the state mandate and mm-hmm. the federal mandate. You know. Um, <laughs> now, one uh, Oh, and Southwest uh, We talked about uh, last week the, Oh yeah, uh, chalk
0: one up for the good guys Yeah. This one.
1: yeah. Uh, well, not necessarily the good guys It's just, you know, it's, it's a concept of freedom I don't know whether you're better off taking the vaccine or not uh, I do know that the government shouldn't be mandating it yeah yeah that's really what it boils down to but southwest has actually backed completely off because they had so many cancellations because another group that doesn't want to do vaccinations is airline pilots Mm -hmm. and when the airline pilot said you know what why don't we all take uh, a couple of personal days? Yes, yeah, some sick why we, days. Why don't we, you know? I've got some vacation time lined up. I'm just going to take a few days off, and next thing you know, the Southwest Airlines had all their planes on yeah, the ground. Yeah, hundreds
0: of th- hundreds of flights or thousands of flights yeah, were canceled.
1: Exactly. Um, so they actually backed down and said, "Okay, well, you're you don't we'll we'll just uh, ignore that for now." Yeah. So um, <laughs> it, it's just crazy that. Um, you know we're we're putting ourselves in this situation literally now we we can look back at it and say that not only did the government create the economic crisis that we're currently in not only did the government create the supply chain disruptions that we're currently experiencing but they also apparently created the virus Mm -hmm. you know so there's there's you can deny that if you like and but there is such an overwhelming wealth of evidence at this point that that is all true uh, that this was a completely manufactured, whether intentionally or unintentionally, whether just through, um, you stupidity know, stupidity
0: or right. malice.
1: Yeah, right. We, I can't say for sure which it was, but I can say that the responsibility falls squarely on the shoulders of the federal government in most cases and state and local governments in, in a lot of others. Well, too.
0: And it's the it's OK. Look, it's the scientific community in the federal government working in conjunction with the communist Chinese government. Right. that 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 did this right and they they, the thing is this fauci knew they did it right and he realized how much trouble he was in right which is why he did the cover-up like he's been doing lied directly to congress yeah and lied that that's felony contempt of congress yeah like here's the thing right now there has been people that have gone to jail because of what because of the same kind of crime that fauci has done yes But I guarantee you that they're not going to put Fauci in jail. No. no. There's no way they're going to put Fauci in jail. Never happened. Yeah. When he should be going to jail. Oh, there's another company that we need to make sure that we talk about. Now, I've only been there once, and I didn't really like it at all. But the next time I drive by one of these fucking places, I'm definitely going in. And that is In-N-Out Burger.
1: <laughs> well, they don't have them uh, this side of the Mississippi. So, uh, well, you're, if, I, you're if, be... if I
0: make a, if I make a roadie, yeah. if I'm going across country and I make a roadie, I'm stopping In and Out Burger for sure, right, right? Because those guys, we refuse to become the vaccination police, right? God yeah. bless you, right? Like that was the owners that had the CEO of that company,
1: right? Well, the uh, California actually passed a law that um, if someone's going to dine in your restaurant, they have to show proof of vaccination, you know. And In-N-Out Burger said, no,
2: we're, we're not going
1: to do that. Yeah. And they made a valid point, is not only is that not our responsibility, not only does that, you know, really, y- you shouldn't
0: be able to force us to do that, but it makes it dangerous for our employees. Yeah, because it gives them, a, you're you're in a confrontational situation exactly, with people. Exactly. Like, you're only supposed to be flipping burgers, man. You ain't supposed right. to be, you know. Uh, and if, if it persisted long enough, somebody's getting shot
1: over that. You know, because there's someone that's pissed off enough that I mean, people already go crazy about their fast food orders, which uh, I, I
0: don't. Yeah, understand God you all. don't get all your McNuggets, right? But
1: um you know, you you add that to the mix. I'm sorry, you can't come in here because you're not vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. Someone's someone's getting beat up or shot.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, there's no doubt about in it. In response to that, in San Francisco, they actually temporarily closed the In and Out bur- the In and Out um, the In and Out restaurant. Right, and then. They let it reopen, but they stopped it from indoor dining. Like you can't dine indoors now. Right in that re- at the one for in San Francisco. Yeah, which you know, here's the thing. At this point, why in the world would you still want to live in a place like that?
1: Well, a lot of people don't, and they keep moving here and, and to Texas and places like that. And that's. Uh, you know, I just think that they should lose
0: more people. That's not good to us. But uh, well, no, not necessarily. But at the same time, I, I you know, if, if people are moving with their feet, I like I really like that they're moving with their feet, though. Well, there's more and more
1: evidence that, you know, no matter where you go, that the lockdown has really had no significant effect on the outcome of the virus in a specific area. You know, yeah. because what, what's happening over and over again is that, you know, places that locked down completely are still having high infection and high death rates and places that didn't lock down um, are having low infections and low death rates. So it's um, and again, that's anecdotal. But if, if you weigh it all across the board and you take the averages, basically the sh- it appears that the lockdowns and the shutdowns and all these mandates and all these, you know, show your vaccination card to get in the restaurant. Had little, if any, effect at all on uh, the transmission of the virus. Yeah, I mean, it, you can you can only look at it from a statistical and a scientific point of view and say, well, if there was a value to it, it was so marginal that you know to not be worth the consequences. Yeah, and that's what now um, a lot of say. And this is an article in in uh, Yahoo News: Desantis's critics fall silent as Florida COVID nineteen cases drop. So. You know, basically in Florida. Uh we haven't had any restrictions now for what, since last July?
0: A long time.
1: Yeah. So we're like looking- in the
0: beginning. In the beginning he sucked.
1: Right. Yeah. From like March to July of two thousand, it, it yeah, this he he went all stupid on us. But then he realized it's, this is more doing more harm than good. And Florida has essentially been open now, completely open, no restrictions whatsoever, for about 18 months. Yeah. You know,
0: There's been some county restrictions. Yeah, but here and, and there, but, but and there. it's so minor that it's
1: inconsequential. Um, but, yeah, and our cases are dropping fast, you know, down 48% over the past uh, couple of weeks. You know, uh, New York's uh, cases are more than double Florida's, and they're still on, you know, crazy-ass lockdown. Yeah. So, yeah, it just goes to show you that... <laughs> well, it goes to show you don't trust government for any of this. Yeah. No. Because it will just make you crazy. And and that's what they're showing is a new study out of England shows uh, that uh, uh, psychosis due to the uh, pandemic. They're blaming it on the pan- pandemic, but I think a lot of it also has to do with the the government response to it.
0: I think it has much more to do with the government response to it right. than it does with the actual COVID itself.
1: I, you know, I think there's there's factors of both, because if honestly, if you are afraid of the virus, you're more likely to take that into account than if you're someone who values your freedom and isn't really that afraid of the virus. Yeah. So I could see where, depending on your mindset, which part of it would be the one to, to be the trigger for you. You know. yeah for me it's going to be the lockdown but for someone else it may be you know they're afraid of catching the virus and so it's the the virus itself that scares them but either way uh both of these things contribute to that but um there's been a a 26 percent rise uh since uh 2019 in uh cases of uh sy- actual psychosis people you know just flipping out hallucinating uh becoming violent you know psychotically violent yeah and uh you know this this is going to have a generational toll on us you know we've you know, we, we've uh we've done it you know we've we've uh, taken it all and and made people you know between this and global warming we've created an entire generation that is just terrified of the world around them yeah. you know and it's it, it's showing i here's an article i pulled and and i wanted to uh I wanted to uh, bring this up and and, kind of read this article. So a a 25-year-old woman uh, has uh, completely freaked out because an Uber driver, an Uber Eats driver, showed up at her house at 1 o'clock in the morning. Okay, And uh, so she's like, oh, something's off. Now, the same Uber driver had dropped off to them before, and they had had, like, chatty conversations, you know, but when he came, he's, he comes up and her husband's sitting outside and and he comes up with a bag of taco bell and says, "Got your food order here?" And these people completely freaked out. And because they had been a little chatty with this person and the guy was making small talk, oh yeah, how's, how's this going?" You know so
0: because he knew the people had delivered to him before. Yeah, c- hold on, let me stop you real quick. The reason why this is, is that what Uber Eats does is that if you get a thumbs up from a, from a from a person, and it was a good interaction right then they try the way the algorithm works is they, they try, try to give, to give you, give you more people right. th- more of the same people because of the familiarity like it's it's actually in the system itself again i don't know how the algorithm actually works but i know that there are people that i've had good encounters with where it seemed like it was out of the way for me to do that delivery and right. yet i'm going to the same house over and over again i've gone to the same houses on multiple occasions so right continue i'm sorry
1: well no the, in this uh, basically this woman so it, it was figured out so the guy's like oh you guys didn't order taco bell so he's like okay well you know see you later um, and it turns out that, uh, you know, this woman freaked out. She goes on TikTok, she goes on all her social media, this is so creepy, this is so weird. Well, it turns out the guy had an order in the same neighborhood for that Taco Bell. It was yeah. a legit, someone in their neighborhood ordered Taco Bell, and this guy probably just got confused. He said, oh yeah, it's that couple, because, you know, yeah, I've been there before. Yeah, I'm
0: always going to the same place. Right,
1: so he probably, it was a completely honest mistake, and he probably, you know, just, you know hey, they were friendly, you know. Um, but they take to uber it's like oh god this is so creepy we we changed all the locks on our house and we we put in security cameras that next day you know and and so and here's the thing is you know that the woman said it just seemed a little bit off but they went you know on social media and everyone on social media all their fellow millennials are like oh my god yeah that's that's so creepy oh god what do you think he was trying to do you know and it's just like how do you get to that level of paranoia you know it's like look at the receipt what's the address on the oh yeah that's that's five houses down man yeah oh yeah sorry <laughs> I, I just thought like it was any normal got. human would right. just do that yeah yeah and it was a legit order from taco bell at, you
0: know and they knew one o'clock in the morning
1: right right but because here's here's where they got creeped out is because they had had a conversation with this guy before. He was chatty before. They talked about the neighborhood, you know, and uh, the local schools, and the guy said, oh, yeah, I got a daughter. She goes the same, al- or elementary school, whatever, you know, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Because there was a little bit of personal information in there, they got all freaked out. And it's just, and I, I know a lot of people that age that are just like that. They... They're so terrified of human interaction and when you do these lockdowns and the social distancing that compounds it worse and until you you build up this type of paranoia and uh, you know it's it's just it's sad that the direction that we're going in the world like that you know it's just and that you know, they go on social media with this TikTok, and it's, Oh God, it was so horrifying. It was creepy. Oh my God. I, I, I can't sleep now because
0: someone delivered food to the wrong address. Well, I, I think there's a couple different, there's also something else at play here. And the other thing at play is because social media rewards recreational outrage and recreational shock, right? That this woman saw an opportunity To get, you know, the the other people that are part of her social network to say nice things to her. And because that's kind of like a drug.
1: Yeah. That, yeah.
0: that that you know you need to get your fix there but it's not even nice things per se it's, it's it's like caring things yeah yeah oh i care right oh baby i'm sorry that that's happening to you and she needs like she needs that well no, kind it's of more like, social validation omg that's creepy af yeah yeah you yeah. know what i'm saying mm-hmm. right it, that that yeah. It's one of the negative side effects of social media, by the way. Oh, it really is. Like you yeah. can blame there's a lot of different things. There's a lot of different factors at play here. Right. But one of them is this, you know, uh, this 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 weird kind of thought process about again, social validation and you know the, the recreational outrage and you know that that I could oh, I oh now everybody's going to pay attention to me because they see other th- people do that out there right? and they do that it's you know it's funny okay so I'm actually part of one of the Uber Eats chat groups on Facebook
1: why is I've, that not
0: hang on why does that not surprise me yeah yeah <laughs> but I never comment on it right I at this point I literally use it to block people Somebody, if somebody complains, <laughs> if you put a complaint up on there, like, you know, of whatever it is, and it gets something with Uber Eats, whether, you know, whether, you know, somebody didn't tip me good enough or whatever. I don't argue with people there. I literally just block them. Why would you block other Uber Eats drivers? Because I don't like what they're saying. There's no other reason than that. <laughs> That's like, just weird. Here's the thing, though. Those people. Wait like, a you're second. Talking Hang about, on a second.
1: Hang on a second. Let's think of the psychology for a moment here. Okay. You you go to this page that you never, ever comment on. No. So you don't interact. But I you, hate
0: nine out of the ten posts.
1: Okay. But you the only reason that you go to this page that you hate and refuse to interact is to find people that you are going to block from your social media. However, if you had never gone to that page to begin with, you probably would have never interacted with any of those people anyway. Never. Never. So what is the
0: point? Why do you do that? Every... Okay, hold on. When I said 9 out of 10 posts I don't like, I mean that, 9 out of 10 posts I don't like. Right. What I do like is 1 out of 10 either gives me a good idea or... Or is a very motivating thing to where it's like, it's like they do this and they do this. Like there's some people that are going out there doing it that you just like it's and sometimes they give you like, you know, struggling. I was having a bad night, but then this happened and I got a unicorn because they call Anybody that does a big tip, they call basically a unicorn because you don't get them very much. Right. But every once in a while, like there will be people that get like 70 or 80 dollar tips. Right. Which is just cool to see. And so, in a weird way, I have to go through all these people in order to have a little bit of faith in humanity restored. Right. So there's a reason that I'm there. And at the in the I remember when I first joined the group, I actually was I actually did used to comment and post all the time. Right. But then what ended up happening was is I post something positive, and you'd have a bunch of negative people actually shit on what I was saying. Right. So I'm like, you know what, man? I don't want to, I, 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 I'm not dealing with you people. So I stopped posting, but I still wanted to read some of the positive stuff. But what happens is, is that there's a positive story that'll be up there and it'll say like 35 comments and I see none. <laughs>
1: that's funny like i see no i don't yeah. see i can't see but any why, of the comments you know, i don't understand why you bought and i'm i'm completely well i can't say completely i still do have a facebook account and about you are 95 percent out of there once uh, about once every month or two i go on and make one quick post and then get off Yeah. just to you know so my account stays alive essentially but i don't even know why i bother that so i have i have completely cut social media out of my life for all intents and purposes and it's wonderful by the way um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't understand why you would go looking for people to. Well,
0: I don't. Hold on, you're, you're
1: going looking for people to not interact with. Hold on, it's not. The,
0: no, 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 no. When you said that, the is. Well, let me explain how you I. You said I the see whole them,
1: reason that you go to that page is just to find people to block.
0: Well, hold on. What happens is, is that in your, um, what do you call that? What do you call that? Notifications. Right. I get notified when somebody posts on there, and I always click on that notification. To see what they said. Yeah. And then nine times out of 10, I'll block them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You should probably just go outside more. I probably should. Yeah.
0: I probably should. Right. I, I <laughs> go,
1: probably should. Go out and play, Alex. <laughs> <You> <laughs> I guess I should. <laughs> you you spent all day in the house, just go outside and play.
0: Well, <laughs> I don't really spend what all day in the house doing? either.
1: What, what are your friends doing? Go find know. your friends.
0: <laughs> I don't have any. <laughs> I have you. I can only, and I don't get to talk to you during the week. I can only see you. Yeah. Any.
1: Yeah. That's
2: like a,
0: the only people I really hang out with now is like you and Ray Ray. Right. And right. that's really pretty much about it. Yeah. And, you know, for various reasons, you know, you name the reasons, you know. Look, I look, I have, when I first, like I'd say when we first met, I was much more outgoing of a person. Now, part of that was because of necessity and what I was doing. Right. But I will say that because of the years following that, I have now become a lot more not outgoing. Right. Because of dealing with people. So much so, <laughs> yeah. so much so, I don't like wearing clothes that have logos on them because too many times people will want to say something about whatever logo you're wearing, right. and I don't want that. Right? I literally, I'd say most of the time wear a bl- plain, nothing on a T-shirt, right? And that's it.
1: Yeah, I I, I avoid wearing any type, of, and I've got a lot of political T-shirts. I very much avoid wearing those in public if I can. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I don't want. I don't, I don't want to, to give engage you, with you. I yeah. used to wear hats all the time. Right. I don't wear hats anymore. Yeah. Because of the same. I used to go to the store and they go, oh, how the rays are doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I know. here's the thing. I'm we not, are such assholes. I'm not blaming that person by the no, way. No. It's not that person's fault. This one's on me. Right. It is. I'll freely admit to that. That, that per that that's on me. Right. However, when somebody does that, I I and I know, look and I know I have the automatic, like I have this look that is an automatic like I hate you, right? And I'm ready to go off at any freaking moment. Like I have that look, which right. Danielle and Kelly but hate. We, by the what way, what you'll say is is you know uh, convivial and,
1: and polite and things like that and but you'll say it with this I'm going to kill you look on your like face like I'm forced to be
0: nice to you because right. society makes me
1: but then you'll go back and say I don't
0: understand why they reacted like that I was being nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah no 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 right I'm 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 I'm, I'm getting more self aware right. of it you know what I mean like I I like we went to where was I I went to go get paint at Walmart okay and it was during the week cuz we're switching offices so we got to we got to paint the new office and I go there and we're getting paint. So I'm sitting there waiting and they have all this paint out there, but they can't mix any of it. So as I walk up, cause I had to get some keys made too. So I get some keys made. I walk up and Stephanie's there. Um, one of the people I work with and she's talking to the guy, right? And then out of nowhere, well not out of nowhere, but then behind me, when I stand up there and they're and they're talking. Behind me, this guy that works there walks up and starts talking to the salesperson that Stephanie was talking to. Right. At that moment, that dude ceased the conversation with Stephanie and started talking to the guy. Right. And it wasn't one of those things that took, that was quick. It actually took a little bit of time. Right. Like the guy just basically interrupted a conversation between that employee and a customer and didn't acknowledge it didn't do anything other than just basically ignore that we were standing there. My first reaction to that was leave the shit where it is. Let's go. Right. Because fuck you. You're going to be a dick. Like acknowledge that I was having a conversation. Like you can't look. I don't like it when somebody just interrupts me anyway. But if you're a customer, if you're a worker and you're in dealing with a customer and this guy just comes up, and just it starts interu- starts interrupting, like, fuck you. What are you doing?
1: Okay. First of all, your first instinct was so backwards anyway, okay? Um, it, not backwards. I understand where it comes from. In, in your mind, you're saying, well, obviously, you don't want my business, so I'm going to take my business elsewhere. Totally, totally wrong way of thinking. Because you're dealing with two, like, slightly above minimum wage employees, yeah. okay, that couldn't give two shits what you spend at walmart yeah you know so the fact that you were going to inconvenience yourself uh, just there was no reason for that because it would have had no literally zero impact on their lives. in fact you probably would have been doing them a favor because they were annoyed they had to interact with you in the first place
0: probably right so why would you do that again it's just that instant reaction yeah it's that instant it's that instant but but you know what because here's the thing what i'm told over and over again i've told this by i was told us by danielle by kelly by other people is that you, you can't be yelling at people right so my first thought is well if i can't yell at you i better leave right because i don't think i have it like there's not option three there in my mind like I don't have option three of like well I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit here and take it like because well, then I feel like a bitch well, like I'm not gonna sit there and take it like a bitch well, I gotta I'm. get the fuck out of here because yeah. I'm either gonna kill you or I'm gonna fucking get the fuck out of here
2: right right
0: and um, then I, and I don't go wrong and Stephanie was with me I actually I wasn't yelling at Stephanie but I wasn't talking to the guy I started ignoring him and I'm like let's just go this guy's gonna be a dick and he's gonna act like this let's just fucking go right, right. and he has this look and he has a face mask on but he's got this look and he's not saying anything in in response to it, right? And she's like, "No, no, no let's do this here." She's like, "Well, what's the problem? What's the problem?" I'm like, he's just gonna fu- he's just gonna ignore you while you're fucking here. Like, I'm not gonna put up with this shit. And then, and I'm and I'm yelling at this point, okay. but I'm not yelling at him. But I'm yelling in the store. Okay, look, look, and see the
1: fact that you differentiate those two things in your mind, like one is different from the other, um, it, it, it makes no sense to me because the fact that you're yelling about him. Three feet away from him to someone else is not really any different than yelling at him. Yeah, I know. (laughs) know? But then he
0: could have interacted and then I would have had a reason to kill him. First of all, first of
1: all, (laughs) first of all, how developmentally disabled are you that you need help at Walmart with anything?
0: Okay, well, hold on a second. What we were trying to do was to get a specific color of paint that you normally have mixed. Right. that requires that one of the employees comes out there to do it okay they don't let you work that machine right so you have to engage okay. with them i understand that
1: paint point. yeah yeah you don't have much of a choice there
0: yeah so that's why we were that's why other, other than that i will walk around a store for fucking 45 minutes trying to find something before i have to actually talk to somebody right like i will totally do that part yeah i mean don't get me wrong sometimes if i i'll tell you when i don't do it like if i'm doing uber eats and we do um Sometimes you do orders where you're going like to Walgreens or CVS or something. Right. And you have to shop for the customer. Right. Which those are always worth a lot of money, by the way. This is really great how much those, those are always worth like 15 bucks or more. Right. Which is always nice because you go in there for a couple minutes. But I suck at shopping. So, like, I will look for shit for a while and I can't find it. Like, I'm just like, I'm sure it's here. I can't find it, though. And then that's when I'll go and ask for help. In a Walgreens? Yeah. There's like eight aisles, dude. Yeah. But you should be able to literally scan every item on every shelf in about. I Seven just minutes? i just miss it like i just miss stuff yeah like at one time i went to a walgreens and it was like you were looking for cat food but it was a specific kind of cat Why food would, you know what is wrong with people that they would
1: send someone with uber eats to walgreens for cat food i mean it's just there there are so many things that are wrong with that entire
0: thing well that's life. true but, but you know they pay I'm 15 saying? bucks to do that though right like you're, you're. Here's the thing, too. You're paying fifteen dollars extra for this food, for right? This stuff. Yeah. So I,
2: I don't. Get but I'll that. do it every day of the week, though. Like yeah. if you do
0: it, I'll I'll pick that order up and go. So, but most of the time, I don't want to ask anybody in any stores for help. Which is also why the self checkout lines are the bomb. I hate those. Oh, I love the self checkout mm. lines, man. I love them. I use the self all checkout self checkout line at Walmart. Yeah. But and and I
1: look. I will also agree. You know why? Is I pay cash for everything. Well, you can pay cash with those machines. I don't like doing that.
0: You just put the money in.
1: Yeah. I, I just I, I don't want to do that. I, I It just all bothers me. Why? I, I don't like them. You don't like the self-checkout? I'm surprised nope.
0: you don't like the self-checkout machines. Nope. I hate technology, man. How many times do we have You're to do that? You're a fucking IT guy. Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wish we could change the. I wish we could change the beginning. We'd be like Adrian Wiley, the IT man that hates technology.
1: The, the, the reason that I hate technology is because I'm one of the few people who understands how it all actually works. <laughs> you know, and I think if a lot of people, if a lot more people understood really what was going on and in, in behind it, we'd go back to
0: stone tablets. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes, we're
0: back to stone tablets. I can't
1: tell you how many times I've, I've uh, you know, uh, told my clients like. Well, we need to see solve this particular problem, and I said I'll buy you a box of uh, you know index cards and some number two pencils. <laughs> problem solved. <laughs> you know <laughs> they generally don't like to hear that, but uh, you know sometimes it's the right, right way to go. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I don't like the self checkout. I avoid that at all costs.
0: Wow, really? Yeah. Oh,
1: I totally love them now. No, no, I, I I want a human to you know take care of it for me.
0: Okay, yeah. right. I mean, so, I guess and I it's under- not like
1: I'm protecting jobs or anything. It's well, some of it, part of it is, yeah. Part part of it is, I'm like, you know, it, yeah. It's basically, I feel like the the company is putting more of the burden on me. You know what I'm saying? It's like I can understand what you're saying. There. Here's here's the thing: you're saving a shit ton of money by not having a cashier there checking me out so you want me to do the work without giving me the uh the uh,
0: uh you know the, the the money for doing it yeah you know i said you're still charging me the same thing you you're know? saying you should get a discount for you yeah should get a discount for um like the employee discount for whatever store you're going
1: exactly at. exactly now if they gave an employee discount for that then i'd use a self-checkout
0: okay all right fair enough I- I think the reason I like the self checkout is just I don't have to stand in line because normally the self checkouts don't. No, there's have There's always a line in the self checkout. Yeah, not 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 normally for me. Normally I can get in there pretty quick. At hey, Home out.
1: Depot there always is. Oh, yeah. that's the most common. Well, one. that's here's
0: the yeah. thing. You know why there is at Home Depot hmm. because they only got four. No,
1: they got like eight. Yeah. And, yeah, I guess I guess, Wa- it depends on what I guess Walmart has a lot of self-checkouts,
0: too. Well, but Walmart I, has, like, two, like, if, I mean, it depends on the Walmart, but, like, they have basically the left side of the store and the right side of the store is the self-checkouts, and each one of those is, like, seven or eight checkouts.
1: Right. And normally they have, like, three or four employees wandering around there. Yeah. It's like, if you just put them on, on registers, uh, we could all be out of here quicker. Oh, you think so? If they took those four employees that are, you know, covering the eight kiosks that they have, you could get people through just as quickly.
0: Well, all right you know all right, all right.
1: because i guarantee you that that some schlub trying to you know check out find the 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 skew uh, sticker on there anyway i did, i'm done with this <laughs> so many things that just are stupid and that i find stupid in the world it, you know, and I, I find myself completely isolated because it's like i feel like i'm one of the only people that feels this way
0: about things you know, I don't think you are though. Yeah, maybe I, I don't know. No, I think. Look, I think that they. I think hey, the regardless, of the a checkout, lot of people feel the same way. I feel
1: like it. Most of the things that I think, you know, very few people think the same way. Yeah, th- and it's a very isolating feeling.
0: Yeah, no, I can understand why you would say that. I can understand why you think it's an isolating feeling because there are some times where I just feel like I'm crazy and I'm 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 living in a like yeah. I'm a crazy person living in a sane world, even though I think I'm a sane person living in a crazy world.
1: Right. Right.
0: So, or maybe it's a combination of that. I don't really I, know. For I'm not sure. sure anymore. Yeah. But what
1: I do know is, is I'm not that even sure that I'm a conscious being and not a simulation, uh, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> I, look, don't look to me for answers, folks. I don't, I don't even understand my own existence. <laughs> I'm not sure if
0: my existence exists. I'm trying to figure this whole thing out. <laughs> right. Okay. Now, hold on. We got to get to the, uh, how much time we got left? Uh, 10 minutes. Oh, we got enough time. Okay, cool. So I did want to get to this story, by the way. And I put a title above it that said "Rage Became the Machine." I'm glad you got to this one because this one is fucking funny as shit. By the way, now look, I will say this: I used to really like Rage Against the Machine until I started listening to the actual lyrics. Right, I still think that they rock out. I think that they're 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 good musically. Yeah, yeah they're musically. I think they were really really good. However, come to realize that they were just you know communists or whatever, and radical communists at that. I don't know how much more you can sell out than Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine has sold out. Yeah. Because this is totally a sellout. There is now a subscriber-only newsletter from the New York Times (laughs) that Tom Morello actually has. Are you... Fucking kidding me. How does this guy think that he is anything but. Oh, oh, just, you know, and here's the other thing, by the way, if you look on his Twitter page, it says, feed the poor, fight the power, rock the fuck out. And then the Atlas underground fire out. Now, I guess he's he put out his own fucking thing, right? Right. How much money have you made? And what percentage have you used to actually fucking feed the poor guy? Right. You know, where's your charity at on this? Like, you're going to talk about like, and that's the thing that kills me about some of these people is he wants the poor to be fed, but he's not going to do it himself. He wants to use a gun to force other people to do it. He's probably behind on his fucking taxes to begin with.
1: (laughs) I'm sure he takes advantage of every loophole that he can. Yeah. And he pays uh, very good attorneys and accountants to make sure he keeps as much money as he possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hypocrites, man. Yeah. Look, if this guy was legitimately, you know, if this guy starts a commune, you know, and uses all his money to share with a bunch of people and everybody works together according to their needs and means, you know, no problem. Great. But, you know, it's always these people who are, you know, uh, feed the poor, fight the power, you know, well, we say fight the power, but we're also like, uh, you know, fuck this, we're in it for ourselves, you know collectively that everyone we're in
0: it' no no we're in it so everybody
1: can do it for themselves well exactly i think the, the the best world is where everybody collectively is working in their own self-interest and basically when everyone is working in their own self-interest it's in their interest to work with others yeah you know peacefully
0: yeah <laughs> simple as that I, I don't believe in force and coercion right right so but i believe uh, in voluntary voluntary interactions what what an absolute hypocrite i know it's just so like you're not fighting the power you are the power motherfucker i know really you are totally you're gonna tell me a guy with a multi you know multi-million dollar you know net worth uh, net worth been around for a long long time you you know like how come you're not feeding more fucking people right you know right Now, the other thing I definitely wanted to get to in the first hour is the one that's... Oh, go ahead. Well, no. Where are you going? I just want to see where you're going. Nothing permanent like a temporary
1: government program. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So. Because there's a few things in here I want to explore in more more detail. So we've got to save those for the second hour. Okay. We'll save that for the second hour.
0: bigger discussions. But the first thing is, if you understand how the Congressional Budget Office scores legislation then what they do is they take whatever the number is you're spending on an annual basis and basically put it 10 years out from there. Right, And that, so when they say that this bill costs $3.5 trillion or $3.6 trillion, what they're doing is they're taking into account that this bill will be around for, for 10, 10 years, years right. and will bill it accordingly.
1: Right. Did you know, is, wouldn't it be nice if they did that, that it automatically sunsetted in 10 years? Oh, would that be nice?
0: Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Well, what they're doing now in order to get, because look, right now you have the Democrats and the Republicans arguing over this $3.5 trillion bill, but they're trying to get the price down on it. One of the ways in which they might do this is actually to say that they're going to sunset these things five years out. Right. Instead of it, instead of scoring it for 10 years. Right. So if they write down that the thing only lasts five years, then they only have to have five years worth of uh, money or funding put in the CBO score. right. Now, the thing is this. So these guys up there are trying to do this, even though at the same time that they're saying it's only going to last five years, are telling everyone that we're going to make it last for 10 years. Right. Like, this is one of those insidious budget tricks that both sides have done, by the way. It's not, look, the Dems are in power right now, so, you know, that that, that is what it is. But they both have done this kind of shit. But to watch them do it so out in the open right now to where it's, like, they're not even trying to hide it. No. Like, literally, they're going to say this program's only going to last five years. We want it to last 10 years, but we're only going to score it for five years is so disingenuous that it's it ain't even funny like it's just scary that they have they have no morals about what they're doing right and you know to watch this thing is just
1: just yeah yeah it's they do this all the time too and everything that has a built-in sunset never actually sunsets government programs never go away once started yeah, uh, they just they don't. It's I, I probably count on one hand the times that I've seen a massive government spending program actually sunset. Yeah, they're always, always, always um, you know renewed.
0: Yeah. So. well, hold on, and and, and just to, if you go down the la- the last time they did this, the primary spending provisions of the Affordable Care Act, known as Obamacare, didn't right. kick in for four years, so the price tag only reflected about six years of spending on major programs. So they knew they were going to spend way more money than what they allocated to spend there. They're just realizing that you are too busy in life to actually pay attention to that shit. Right. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Is that they realize that you only read headlines, which is what the Colin Powell thing was all about. You only read the headlines, and you don't actually understand how the process works. They rely on a misinformed or an, uh, an underinformed general public, in order to advance all the stuff that they want to advance. Right. Which is why, if you put anything out that goes away from the from the narrative, from the, from whatever narrative that they want, it's called misinformation. It's called disinformation. It's Russian propaganda. You you. I mean, you pick the term, but that's why that they dismiss that stuff and want to block it. Same thing with the with the lab leak theory. Right. You were if you put the lab leak theory out a year ago you were considered they would block you from social media call you a conspiracy theorist when it was obvious that that's what they were doing right oh yeah
1: they actually did remove people from social media for exactly uh
0: you know putting out that quote-unquote conspiracy theory yeah now they don't do now the thing is this this is the other part of it they don't do everybody no what they do is once you get to a certain point where you've got enough traction out there to where when you post something out there that they have a hard time stopping it that's when they ban you
1: well they they do it ai does most of it these days so they catch the small fish too they do you know, but they don't necessarily ban them they'll usually just throw something up on the content you know yeah
0: and they'll shadow ban them
1: yeah exactly yes yeah a lot of shadow banning going well on. yeah because they realize if they
0: look if you ban people then you're actually getting rid of you know your your product for lack of a better term yeah you, you that's the thing you are the product on social media Yeah. you're not the customer no you're the product yeah but in order to sell, in, in order to sell you to to the to the, to the advertisers, the advertisers, you got to have them on the platform. Exactly, you got to exactly. have them using, and you got to keep them there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, it's it's a it's a horrible thing, if, folks. It, get get rid of your social media. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's it, it's truly amazing how people fail to realize how much of their lives is uh, being bought, sold, and traded on the on the secondary market. Yeah, yeah, it, it, and it's uh, and in the second hour. We're going to we're going to go into that a little more because there are some some uh, things that uh, have come up again this week that uh, show us uh, that sort of thing. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, one woman uh, was able to find all her Amazon recordings with were going on in her house when she had no idea they were going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an interesting topic. Also, I want to talk about um, what happened uh, with uh, Alec Baldwin uh, this past week uh, and how the fuck that could possibly happen. And uh, we got a lot more to talk about, the uh, whole supply chain thing. We really want to dig in deep. So uh, join us in the second hour. Uh, go, <laughs> and and Trump's
0: Free Speech Network. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that,
1: that's another classic one. So uh, if you're not already a subscriber, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. Sign up. Become a patron. Uh, you get the second hour of the show plus all the second hour of the past shows. A lot of great swag, Uh, the Anarchist Guild coin, the This Is Not a Bag uh, Duffel Bag, or This Is Not a Bomb Duffel Bag, and a whole bunch of other free stuff. We'll see you on the other side.